Final Fantasy. I just broke my record. I just broke my record. You're welcome, Blaine. You're welcome. Blaine wanted me to to break my own personal record of how long we get into the podcast before <laughs> I was like, holy shit, he did it. How long we get into the podcast before I mentioned Final Fantasy? And that right there, that's a record breaker right there. I just I just broke cheating. What's no, bullshit? No, it's not. How is that cheating? I literally oh, brought it up. Feel like it that is. was the that was the that was All the right. that was that was the request, right? So any, uh-huh. anyway, uh, we're gonna have a very Final Fantasy podcast uh, tonight, guys, because Derek and Britt and CJ are not here to stop me. I can do whatever I want. I I, I wield all the fucking power here now. Uh, so uh, when we talk about what we've been playing here in just a second, guess what I'm gonna fill my time with. Uh, but before all that, hello everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Super Deluxe Games Cast. <laughs> John is God now. Um, it's Don't October. say things like that. His oh no, it's too explode. late. It's too late. It's too oh late. My God. As you can, I just want to point out. Just want to point out. I Google searched that image of me with the sledgehammer, and it came up as active tank. So I am now, I am now known as as active tank. Uh, but uh, again, <laughs> it's already. We we're not even two minutes into the podcast and jeff is already put putting his head in his hands uh but welcome everyone yet another stgc it's thursday october 21st getting closer and closer to halloween uh one of my favorite times of the year i love halloween i love the fall um halloween and fall and cold weather is time for it's time for horror games that's it's a horror game time and of course aside from jrpgs horror games are my favorite genre so this is always a good time of year for me um and as you can see we have a smaller podcast tonight so jeff and i were the only actual cast members who can make it tonight uh so i knew that i I needed to recruit some help so what i did was i reached out to my daughter sarah hi sarah and you are here you are indeed here and you've got some pretty important shit to talk about and we also have our good friend hannah with her second time on the podcast hannah it is so nice to have you back you're muted can't hear you how about now there we go now we can hear you now we can hear you now we can hear you hannah how are you doing good good uh my computer um exploded about 10 minutes ago so we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here oh that's fine we figured something out that's fine um i love how your background like like you've actually got soundproofing there so you you actually look more professional uh than any of us i've just got like my toys in the background here um i don't have any actual soundproof (laughs) so you are actually the the most professional looking podcaster on this podcast at the moment um but uh hannah thank you so much for agreeing to come on i know it was short notice and uh we 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 really do appreciate it um you said when i reached out to you by the way you were cooking dinner what was for dinner uh curry rice Ooh. i was just putting rice in the rice cooker i oh, know that sounds real good i love i love curried rice yeah hell yeah all right so <laughs> and of course jeff is here as well um, I would be remiss if I if I did not say hello to Jeff. Um, uh, Jeff, are you having a very Final Fantasy day? Uh, I'm ah, fuck. Actually, I, <laughs> I was gonna. I really didn't want to go along with this, but I am because I just bought the Spirits Within on Apple TV. Oh God! Why would you do that? You know what? I don't mind that movie. It's kind of fun. So, I, Jeff, when Jeff, when I said Final Fantasy, this is not what I this is not what I meant. I didn't well, mean. Well, Monkey's Paw, my friend. This is what you get. 
Spirits Within is a decent movie. It's better than Advent um, Children. And uh, although wait, wait, it, you uh, take that back. Wait, hold on. I fucking hate Advent. Wait, Children. hold on. I'm not. No, y'all know I'm one of the biggest. I'm not welcome like, here, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I. You know what? I don't. If I think people should watch what they enjoy. So if you love Advent Children, more. Power I didn't say to you. I, I love it, Jeff. But I mean, come on, dude. I watched it once when it came out. It just seemed like nonsense. And like you know, FF Seven was like my favorite game of all time until like two years ago. So I played fourteen. So you know, and maybe I'm being too harsh on it. I just it just seemed like a bunch of nonsense. And uh, where do you stand really... on? Okay, where do you stand on Kingsglaive? Also nonsense. I mean, it's nonsense, no! but it's good nonsense, oh, Jeff. I refuse to watch that because I played 15 and it made no fucking sense. And everyone's like, oh, you gotta watch Kingsglaive. I'm like, I am not going to watch Kingsglaive solely because I refuse to, See, uh, I, you know, I, give my, like, it just on principle. I shouldn't have to fucking buy a movie to, in order to understand another but you, game. But that you I don't have played. to. Like, that's the thing that I don't get. It's like, you really don't have to watch Kingsglaive to understand 15. So, I did watch it. I finally caved and I uh, I did a bit of a 15 replay last year and I did buy Kingsglaive. <laughs> and I was like, man, this a lot of this shit makes a lot more sense when you watch Kingsglaive. I don't think it does. But like it as a you know what though? Like as a movie, I don't think it's good. As a standalone movie, it but as like a prequel like a companion a to the game to the game, it's not bad. The the visuals are great. Uh, the action's pretty entertaining. Um, you know, like it's the story's whatever. It, it's yeah. pretty jarring that they got Sean Bean to play King Regis in the movie, and like I, I didn't realize they swapped the voice actors. I was like, holy like, shit! Like, like what the, the only voice actor that's constant, I think, is Darren DePaul as Arden. That's it. Yes. Like that's the only voice actor they retained from the movie in the game. Um, and talking about Final Fantasy for five minutes. Aaron, Aaron Paul's character doesn't appear in the game, obviously, but yeah. you can find his weapons in the game, and they're the best can, weapons actually, in the game. Actually, actually, he is in the game. Nyx is in the game. Where is he? He's I hanging. Played, he's he, hanging from the ceiling in the throne room at the very end when you face off against Arden. And even though, and ah. Uh, I didn't notice that. And I he's he's so dangling much. from I the chains, so but but like, and it's like a fan thing, right? It's like a fan service thing, right? Because like, you know, Luna is up there and the emperor's up there and your dad is up there. And then fucking Nyx is up there. It makes no sense for Nyx to be there. It's like, he, what? I'm like, boy wh alone. why is he there? But it's there. It's there for people who watch Kingsglaive. That's where you find Nyx in Final Fantasy 15. Um, I love Nyx. You leave him alone. He did his best and he helped. He, he helped get the ring to Luna. <laughs> did his best. That, 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 that is, that's for sure. I'm um, so attacked right now. What the hell? So as always, we start this podcast off with not just what we've been playing, but just like a few minutes of shit we want to talk about. It doesn't have to be anything particularly that you're playing. You're welcome to talk about a game uh, that you've been playing if you want to. But if you want to talk about something that is game related or something like, you know, a fucking delicious meal you had today or just how you're feeling or something that you're enjoying or something that you're not enjoying, this is the time to do that. Uh, and if you guys don't mind... I'm going to go first because I got some shit I got to get off my chest. Okay. I got some shit I've got to get off my chest. And all of it, all of it is Final Fantasy related. Okay. So I just want to make a few things clear. During my allotted time, 
First of all, Final Fantasy VI is Talk the best Final Fantasy. Okay, so 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 okay, so I will not be interrupted, Jeff. I will not be. I will not oh, be God, swayed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I will not be swayed, I Jeff. So Final Fantasy VI is the best Final Fantasy. Period. It's the best game ever made. Okay, it's got the largest cast of characters. It's got the best villain. It's got the best battle system. The best visuals. The best music of any game ever made. Period. Right. So there will be no dispute on Final Fantasy VI's greatness. Final Fantasy XIII is a top five Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy XIII is fucking fantastic. It's a great fucking game. And the same people who complain about Final Fantasy XIII being too linear are the same people who sing the praises of fucking Final Fantasy X, which is just as linear as Final Fantasy XIII. Only Final Fantasy XIII has better characters. And speaking of Final Fantasy X, I'm sorry. I know that technically, I know that technically it's Titus. Like, I know Square Enix wants you to say Titus. It's Titus. Okay, let's, let's fucking call a spade a spade. All right? It's Titus. Nobody gives a shit. It's fucking Titus. Okay? Do not come onto this podcast talking about Titus. Okay? And, and Jeff is correct also in chat. Yes, it's Eris, not Aerith. It's Eris. It, it, that, that's just the way it is. Um, and it's also Mako, not Mako. Okay, who here grew up playing Final Fantasy VII and, and read it as Mako and not Mako? It's spelled, it's not a Mako shark. It's a Mako shark. That's how you pronounce the fucking word. It's Mako. To be fair, I agree, but to be fair, like when you go for sushi, it's Maki, right? I always said Mako. I have no voice. It's not Maki. Like if you buy, if you get some Maki. But that's the different word, Jeff. It's just an I instead of an O. But, which makes it a different word, Jeff. Like, like that, it's a different word, right? Um, <coughs> so it's, 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 it, it, it's Chocobo, not Chocobo. Okay, I've heard people say Chocobo. All right, Chocobo sounds like a fucking kind of exotic uh, chocolate. Okay, like, like, you know, I went, uh, you know, I went overseas and got some delicious Chocobo. You know, no, it's Chocobo. And speaking of Chocobo, it's not fucking queh. It's not queh, it's wark. Okay, the fucking sound a chocobo makes is wark. All right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here on fucking social media and this podcast and countenance any of this queh shit. Okay, fucking Bronson's in track. Great. Um, what else do I got? I've only, I've got a few minutes left. What else do I got? Um, Final Fantasy twelve, mediocre. Sorry, it's not that great. It's 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 not the worst. It's far from the best. Now the worst Final Fantasy would be better than fifteen. No, not at all. Like, not no. even fucking close. No, Final Fantasy 15 is the second best Final Fantasy right behind six. It's not a contest. Sorry, that's the way it is. Um, also, yeah, this is your five minutes, so whatever. Final Fantasy 2 is bad. It's just as bad as Final Fantasy 8. Final Fantasy 8 is a bad Final Fantasy. It's just not good. The draw system sucks. The stock system sucks. The characters suck. The story sucks. The villain sucks. And, uh,. That's what I got on Final Fantasy right now. Oh, and Final Fantasy Tactics is a top-tier Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is not. Final Fantasy Tactics uh, Advance 2 is not. Um, uh, Final Fantasy 6 is the best video game ever made. Um, and uh, what else I got? I got like 30 seconds left. Uh, and also, um, Final Fantasy is actually the best franchise ever made. Final Fantasy 14 is also a top-five Final Fantasy game. That cannot be disputed. Um... And uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. There we go. Final Fantasy. I'm done. Jeff, why don't you go next? Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy. I'm going to let uh, maybe Sarah go next. Sarah, go ahead. 
got a bit to chime in on, I think, on what, whatever she's going to talk about as well. Final Fantasy. I mean, I don't have much to talk about other than the fact I rallied games journalism to get me paid and it worked yes you did yes <laughs> yes you did congrats how does it feel to be paid for your work uh it feels fantastic it feels pretty good yeah it feels pretty good even though i spent the money on a game i can't play but that's fine i'll talk about that in a bit um but like uh, I, I i like i still don't have words for what happened and i mean i talked to you about it obviously but i still don't have words for what happened and uh I don't have much to say other than it's done. It's over with. Uh, thank you for everyone who supported me and retweeted and like that and helped me get paid. Uh, that was, I. to be completely fair, I just went to like, I just want to put it over my back and be done with it. I just, I'm already working on freelance work for my normal site that pays me on time. And I'm just like getting all that stuff done. And I'm in talks with other people do work for them good, and just good. waiting to hear back on those and uh yeah just thank you for everyone who supported me during that rough oh seven hours i think it took. pay your fucking freelancers people pay your fucking freelancers like the freelancers are the backbone of games journalism um these outlets rely on freelancers more than you could possibly imagine um pay your freelancers um, I've done as uh, I've done scattered freelancing work here and there. I'm not a journalist. I'm so, somebody will watch this and say, see, I told you he was a journalist. I'm not a journalist. I've written a couple articles uh, on topics that are specific to, to my knowledge base. Um, and I was always paid on time. But, you know, that's not the case for everybody. Um, and there are a ton of freelancers out there who are fighting to get paid for their work. Um, so if you've got, so if you're a freelancer out there and uh, especially like, you know, a young up and coming freelancer who wants to make, uh, an inroad into the industry and you are struggling with an outlet that isn't paying you fucking make your voice heard, get on social media, talk about it. Like that's the only, you know, the best disinfectant is sunlight, right? Like we say that about a lot. Um, and you deserve to get paid for everything you've done, right? Especially if you have, uh, especially if you've told that your work has been through editing and it's going to be published, like you deserve to be fucking paid. Uh, so go public about it. People like us will, will, will raise, will, will retweet it. We'll raise the issue. We'll get you paid. Like as, as Sarah, as, as we prove with Sarah, like, you know, if you mount like a public pressure campaign, like, you know, give me my goddamn money. you like, you know, people will, that works. That's powerful shit. And, and you will get paid. Uh, and, uh, Sarah, I'm, I'm happy everything worked out for you. Thank you. Um, I don't know how much time I have, but uh, be run things. Hannah, I wasn't following you back, and I'm so sorry. I just, I just did that. Uh, it's been a rough week. Hannah, don't uh, forgive. Matter, you're good. Don't forgive her, Hannah. Don't forgive her. Uh, I'm sorry. This is a podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where I like to pit everybody against each other. There are no friends here. I'm just kidding. We're all friends. Sorry. Uh, that and right after this, I'm gonna watch Dune because Dune launches at and on HBO Max at like 7:30 my time. Oh, so my shit, life's going to be the, over. Oh shit, that's that's this yeah, weekend. They're, they're not they're not being public about it, but it launches on HBO Max a day early than it actually launches in theaters, and it launches Ooh, at like 7:30 my nice. time. I'm gonna watch the HBO shit Max out of that this weekend. Shit the bed because HBO Max is a broken app that they just won't fix. But. I I don't know what else to uh I don't know what else to talk about other than uh, I'll no. step in for you, Sarah, because I, I was going to talk about it anyway. Um, you know, I I talked about it last week, but I finished Metroid Dread uh, earlier this week, and um, man, the second half of that game was not fun for me. Like, 
that I, I know, <laughs> I know there's like a, uh, yeah, you know, they expect you to get better at the game, but holy fuck, man, there's just the second half of that game is just a boss rush. And some of them are so hard, and that final boss was... And people are going to disagree, and that's fine, but I, I, it crossed the line of being fun to me. So much of it was just frustrating, and I was just so ready. It, it really kind of tarnished. I had a really good time with the first half of the game. <laughs> um, things felt a little bit slower paced, and I was able to recognize some of the patterns. But there's so much stuff in that game that requires such like precision, accurate jumping and timing. Um, and it fucking sucks that this is a Nintendo-published game. Uh, you know, they have the full resources, uh, both money and staff of Nintendo behind them, and you still can't add in options into your game. We still can't turn on a health bar for bosses so we can have some fucking idea of how close we are to, like, finishing something. Like, what is it? How does it make the game any harder for me to know if I was one hit away or five hits away? I'm literally doing the exact same thing. Give me the information to give me feedback so I can know if I'm making any progress. Like, I don't, I don't get it. That doesn't make the game any better. It's just... And it's an option. Like, just give me the option to turn some of this stuff on. Give me some choices. But it's like, again, it's the same bullshit. One size fits all, except it doesn't. And if you can't cut it, then too fucking bad. And, you know, I, I kind of begrudgingly slodged through to the end. But, uh, man, I would have had a better time if I could kick things down a notch. That's that's my piece, I guess. And I don't know. Sarah, more I know you know about that later. Because <laughs> I have things I want to say. Hannah, what about you? Um, I aggressively started playing Animal Crossing after that direct yes. came out, uh, cause I have a problem and that's basically all I've been doing. Um, yeah, it's that and Pokemon Unite pretty much exclusively. Sorry, I just got to admit, like, apparently Discord is down. Is Discord down? So many people Wrong in chat are saying... Oh, no, no, but no, but what I'm saying is, is like uh, apparently, like people are saying, Discord is actually down. Um, it seems to be okay for us because we're using Discord right now. Um, oh, I'm a dumbass. What's that? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I was like, we're on Twitch. Yeah, we're well, well. I mean, yeah, we're on Twitch, but we're 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 talking okay. on Discord. So if Discord is going down, that's a problem. So we're going down. <laughs> so I get the the. Uh, yeah people like some people are saying it's down some people are saying it's 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 not so as long it's as you down guys, on ios oh, it's down on ios okay so yeah. I mean, you know what as long as it doesn't go down um as long as it doesn't go down on uh pc we're good because none of us are on, are on ios um so uh, there been some interesting uh some interesting things to drop this week uh, and of course, last week, uh, last Friday, we had the Animal Crossing Direct. Uh, now we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because clearly, you know, you know, podcast is on Thursday. Um, but everything about it was roundly positive until we got to the later part of the Animal Crossing Direct, and we learned one that this is essentially like this expansion is essentially going to end support for animal crossing on switch and two um we had some nintendo switch online pricing drop as well uh and this has been a pretty contentious issue for a lot of people uh including myself um so i wanted to talk about 
Uh, one, how we all feel about what was revealed, which I think we're all going to be positive about. Two, how we feel about essentially Animal Crossing being led out to pasture after this update. And three, this uh <laughs> this nintendo switch online pricing situation which is uh really ballsy on the part of nintendo uh i i must say but uh jeff you're a resident uh animal crossing guy so for like for the positive stuff why don't you start um because i i feel like there gonna, is a lot of positive shit to talk about i'm interested i know how to just mentioned she was um just playing animal crossing and so i'm curious to hear uh, her thoughts on um uh, on, I guess, all the updates and expansion and stuff first, and then I can chime in after as well. All right, Hannah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about, like, all of the update, like, gameplay stuff and mechanic stuff. The pricing stuff, like, it. I'm not a huge fan of raising prices, like, ever for people, especially, like, for gaming stuff. But... It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me at the same time. Like, obviously, like, that's a place that I come from. Like, I'm okay with paying $50 a year for Switch Online. And I figured it was going to be that much when they announced the N64 and Genesis stuff anyways. I was just like, oh, that's going to be $50 a year. Just like, as like a little joke for myself. But then I was like, oh, shit, I'm right. So... (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of give and take there, but also the DLC being added, like, I don't think added the price to anything. And if anything, like, maybe gives a precedent to have more DLC added to that pass eventually that maybe makes it more worth the price. So here's where I'm at with, with some of this stuff, right? And I, I, I will leave it to, you know, I'm going to leave it to Jeff and, and others to talk about the Animal Crossing stuff, because, like, to be perfectly honest... I, 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 I bounced off Animal Crossing like last year. I put like a hundred hours into the game. Um, and then after that, like I kind of just hit a wall and I was like, okay, so I've built up my island. Um, and, uh, there's the Bronson shit posting. Um, I, I was like, you know, I've built up my island, uh, and there's not, I don't feel like there's a whole hell of a lot else I can do right now. So I'll come back to it later. And I just never came back to it. And I'm sure that my Island is like, you know, infested with spiders and weeds now. And you know, all my villagers are gone. They're like, man, John's never coming back. So, you know, and I'm going to, I'll log back on one day and it's just going to be me on a spider weed infested Island. Um, but this pricing for, uh, you know, Look, I consider N64 to simultaneously simultaneously be one of the strongest and one of the weakest Nintendo consoles. What I mean by that is, um, I know that seems like a contradiction, but what I mean by that is that it had some of Nintendo's strongest releases ever. Like, you know, you think about games like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, um, you know, Sin and Punishment, um, Banjo-Kazooie, you know, Perfect Dark. And like, you know, these are all landmark like you know uh, mario kart you know mario kart 64 super mario 64 like you know smash brothers um these are all landmark titles but for every great n64 game there was a really bad fucking just ugly as shit n64 game as well um and i feel like a lot of these one a lot of these games straight up did not age well two i think there's like six games or something launching with the service um, which is not a lot. And to be honest with you, I don't expect there to be a, a ton of additions 
to N64 online. And then you've got also like the Sega Genesis stuff, which really mystifies me because most of those games are already available on Switch as part of the Sega Genesis collection, which I own. So like, you know, I don't know. Like, like this seems like 50, an extra 50 bucks. Like this comes off to me like DLC for an online service or like an expansion pack for an online service. And I, I, I don't, and it, it, you know, when Game Boy and Game Boy Color game, because they're going to come at some point, when, when Game Boy Color games come, when GameCube games come, are they going to jack the price up even more? Um, I don't like that fucking idea. I don't like the precedence this sets. A, as it is, like, there are some N64 games I really want on Switch, but I don't know if I'm willing to pay that much for them. Um, and, like, this is the, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't like almost anything about this about what Nintendo is doing with their online service. Um, as far as Animal Crossing goes, like I'll I'll, I'll kick that over to you, to 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 Jeff and Hannah and and Sarah. But you know, I'll just say real quick, there was a huge missed opportunity. Like there was a huge opportunity here to make this a like a, a live like a, a live service game to just continually add content to Animal Crossing, which like the entire community I feel like was begging for. And it's just another one of those home runs that Nintendo not just didn't whiff, but they just didn't even swing at. And I, I just, it's one of those Nintendo decisions that just completely baffles me. But how do you, how, how do you guys feel about all this? I guess uh, maybe we'll wrap. Yeah, I want to talk about Animal Crossing, but I think you were just talking about the Switch Online service. So maybe we'll wrap that up and then kind of talk about the actual, okay, uh, the big update in DLC for Animal Crossing. So, you know, like on the Switch Online thing, it's, I don't know. Like to me, this stuff's just really subjective. I've been very vocal about uh, how I feel about Nintendo. <laughs> like I love the talent. I love the games. I hate uh, a lot of the things they do with their hardware. I hate a lot of things they do with their services. I God, hate how fucking I, I know. convoluted it is. If you want to talk to people with the online app and the like, mass amount of cords you have to connect your <laughs> just phone let your me switch just let me use phones, local like, chat on the Switch, yeah. guys. Uh, like so, you know, to me. Uh, as someone who, you know, uh, is uh, old enough to have grown up in the NES, SNES era, but my family did not own them. Uh, so I didn't actually start playing games until PS1 and 64. Uh, and I just, I don't have much attachment to that, that 2D era. So to me, um, the actual base online Switch service has no value. I've, I haven't, I only subbed to back up my Animal Crossing Island um, before I got rid of my last Switch. I've heard a lot of people say that, Jeff. Yeah, it just, there's no value to me. There's nothing the service offered. Um, I don't think it's, you know, it just wasn't worth even 20 bucks a year. And I know they just jacked up the price to, I think, is it 40 or 50 bucks a year? It's, it's uh, 50 bucks a year. Who, as someone who does uh, love a lot of, <laughs> I would love to see Donkey Kong 64. Uh, I know John doesn't like that game. I love no, Pilot Wing 64. Pilot Wing 64, I fucking adore that game. I, really I knew you would. I knew you would. Just knowing what I know very, about you. That's a very Jeff game. Mario 64, like, okay, we just got that on, like, Mario All-Star. Wave uh, Race. Like, Wave Race again, is a great fucking game. Like, Wave Race is good. Uh, I've still never played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Oh, so those, you know, man. Um, so, the, to me, there's a lot of value in that. Plus, as someone who's a big Animal Crossing fan, there's the expansion in there. I still think I'll probably just buy it separately. But, you know, I went from, okay, 20 bucks a year for nothing I'm interested in to, okay, 50 bucks a year. There's quite a bit of stuff there. Maybe I'll get my fill of it in that first year. So, resub, but, so I want to, um, I want to throw something out there, Jeff. I, I want to counter you with something and I want to bring Hannah and Sarah into the conversation. Well, I want to ask you guys a question. Have either of you played 
Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask? No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A couple hours of Ocarina of Time, but never, not enough to really say I'm like. Okay. So did you play the, so uh, for Hannah and Sarah, did you play the N64 version or did you play the 3DS version or both? I played N64 and GameCube versions. Okay. Sarah, what about you? played the 3ds okay but like i'm just gonna put myself on like a pike here i i i didn't get what all the hype was about (laughs) that's fair like like we're not gonna it's it was revolutionary but it's it's dated it's aged like you know and and also i'm like you know we joke around but i'm not gonna give anybody shit for not liking a game that i love that's 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 not cool um uh, but when i said i didn't like 15 well, it's different, Jeff. I've known you for like five years, six years now. All right, so, that's fair. so give me but, uh, shit. You're not my. You're not I my. Sarah's it. my daughter. You're not my daughter. You're just my friend. It's okay to. Right. It, it's okay to. It's it's okay to give you shit. Um, but but so I will say that go. So the 3DS versions, and this is kind of what irks me about this whole situation. Um, not that I was expecting any differently, but the 3DS versions of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are so much better than the N64 versions. They look better. They play better. Um, And going back to the N64 versions after having played and finished the the massive quality of life, like just massive quality of life upgrades to the 3DS versions. Yeah, people in chat are like, the 3DS versions rule. They do. Um, The N... Like, I saw as some... I I decided to bring up some side-to-side of the N64 ocarina of time versus through the 3ds version and my fucking eyes started bleeding <laughs> like i was like oh my god like i can't fucking go back to the n64 versions i just i just can't so i think these versions are going to be um because they're emulated i think they're going to be slightly higher resolution like you know they're still ugly as shit though man yeah. like they haven't aged well at all I think N64 games are charming with their super blurry textures, but I, I'm no, just I will say, fix everything. Sin and Punishment is like really the only thing here I'm interested in because it's like, aside from it being released on Virtual Console on the Wii U, this is the first time like we've actually gotten a a a, a version available in the West on a console that shitload of people bought. Um, and Sin and Punishment is one of Treasure's greatest fucking accomplishments. So like... Like I sit here, like I, I may, I might pay for this just to have sin and punishment on my switch. And I fucking hate saying that because that makes me part of the problem. Right. Um, Nintendo is fucking banking on people like me, like stupid people like me. Um, but, uh, yes, thank you for the, uh, RAR. Thank you for the, uh, for the, um, uh, discord link. Join our discord. If you're not in there, we're extremely wholesome and my opinions are good. Why am I the only person screaming about this? But Winback's in that list, and I know that game. I've played that game on an emulator. That game's a fucking blast. No one can tell me otherwise. I've never played Winback. Oh my god, you're in for a treat. I've Winback never. Wonderful. It was one of those games that I just rented with some friends on a whim, uh, like at a weekend from Blockbuster, and I literally never thought about that game again until it got announced for the 64. So I was like, oh yeah, Winback. <laughs> like I, I'm not surprised that GoldenEye 64 isn't on there because there's just I imagine there's a shitload of licensing issues there. Um, but, and I know the game probably hasn't aged well at all, but like, that's part of the charm at this point, right? Like, just like, I, I really wish we could get on switch online and just play like some golden I 64 and just fucking bumble around and, and just fucking just be terrible at that game online together. Um, cause I, I feel like it would be a blast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, all that aside, um, animal, like, you know, 
it sounds like we're really down on on the Animal Crossing Direct, but we haven't really even gotten to the Animal Crossing part yet because there was a lot. Like, if you're an Animal Crossing fan, there's a lot to love here. Um, and uh, Jeff, do you want to kick that off? Yeah, like, you know, again, um, it's funny because I was uh, calling for a new Animal Crossing for Switch for so many years before it got announced, you remember. And, like, it's funny because I actually have very limited experience with the game. I played it on a, a GameCube at my friend's place uh, when I was younger and just fell in love with it. And then they just never released another console version of Animal Crossing. And I don't really play handheld. So, you know, I uh, New Horizons is the first time I, even though I, I wanted Animal Crossing so bad, this is the first time I actually got to dive into the series, uh, you know, with 200 hours. And I just, uh, everyone's talked about, you know, it came out at the perfect time. It provided a, kind of a sense of routine and structure when a lot of us didn't have that last year. Um, but, you know, from this update, uh, I kind of honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big Nintendo guy. I don't pay attention to directs. I said there's an Animal Crossing direct coming. I heard some people say they're adding a coffee shop. I was like, okay, cool. I'll like, you know, yeah, I'll grab some coffee. And then I watched it and it was just like, it was just like, like punch. But like, just, I, I felt like I was just knocked onto the ground and being kicked around. Like, holy fuck, what is happening? Like, it was like everything I ever wanted out of the game was suddenly being added out of nowhere. Uh, there's a lot of nice quality life improvements. There's still some stuff that like, why the fuck, like, can't I add more than one thing at a time to my storage? Like, okay, so there's a lot of little... Let me ask this, Jeff, because I wasn't able to watch the whole Animal Crossing portion of the rec simply because I was at work. Um, but is is going to people's uh, islands no. still just a fucking huge, I stupid I, hassle? I never, like I never played with friends because I, I Jeff, tried it once, but it's it's so painful and so slow. It's terrible. So, yeah. Es um, especially since like when like three people are are on an island. And it's, you've got a friend coming. Like everybody one. has to stop and watch the plane land. Like it's fine if you're visiting one person. Like I have to shout out Maddie in chat. Um, I was just at her island earlier tonight. She was helping me try to catch a fish. I'm trying to get. And that was fine. You know, I flew to one island, and it's you know. But yeah, like when you're trying to organize eight people. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, fucking nightmare. Just, yeah. Uh, so no, I mean that you know the multiplayer stuff that's not improved. It's never going to be improved. But uh, if you kind of ran out of stuff to do. Um, there's a ton of really cool features. There's a lot of new furniture, a lot of new ways to kind of decorate and customize a lot of your stuff. Um, yeah, there's just, there's, and a lot of the kind of like, so there's some frustration where like there's these uh, certain characters that visit your island once in a while. And if you don't happen to get them on the right day, like it makes playing the game a lot harder. Um, and they're kind of all, they're creating a central plaza on one of uh, the other islands where you can just visit them at any time and kind of get some of the stuff you need. So that's, uh, really, a lot of it's making the game more accessible, or what they call ordinances, where you can shift the schedule according to your schedule. So for me, I start work at 7 a.m. So my prime gaming time is actually 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., uh, two hours before I start work. And the shops don't open till 8 or 10. So I literally, when I play in the morning, nothing's open. Um, so these ordinances, you can actually shift it to like early bird. You own the island. Just tell them to fucking open up. Be like, yo, yeah. fucking, hey, yeah. uh, you know. Like, what do you do if you work a night shift and sleep all day and all you're playing at night? Like, it just, it limits a lot of stuff of what you can do in the game. And there's things that people have been calling for since launch. So um, there's just a lot of nice features uh, that I didn't expect at this stage in the game that, that are showing up there. Um, and that's not to mention the DLC, which is basically, uh, from what I can tell, it's almost, it's just happy designer. Like, it's almost like an entire other game being added. That's what I was going to ask. Oh. Yeah, like, it's almost like yes, a whole new thing, right? Sarah looks real excited. I, okay. 
really quick. I played Happy Home Designer when I was getting my like bachelor's degree, so my OCD was off the fucking hook. But like Happy Home Designer calmed me the fuck down. Like every time I played it, like just just like oh, I get to set up someone's house and I get to put the furniture exactly where it's supposed to be, and oh, that table has to go there. Like just everything about Happy Home Designer just fucked with me in the right way possible. So just knowing that Nintendo's like here's just Happy Home Designer too, and it's only twenty five dollars. Like I freaked out i was like i don't care about anything else i'm paying 25 dollars so i can play happy home designer whenever i want on the go instead of lugging around a 3ds all the time and just being like all right guess i'll pop in my 3ds i am very excited about happy home designer and i feel like i'm the only one because no one played that game well how about you hannah how, how do you feel about happy home designer being added uh i'm super hyped um i it was one of the only games i had on a 3ds when i did have it um I lost it shortly after because <laughs> I don't know how to keep track of anything. I lost my phone about 10 times today. Um, but I'm really excited to just be able to play Happy Home Designer again. It's like the best part of like Animal Crossing or like The Sims or whatever is just being able to build everything exactly the way you want it. And not just houses, like restaurants and hospitals. Like, oh, so, so you hospitals. Could brings in something darker though like so do these animals die like <laughs> well you know spider bites you know they just get boo-boos or something yeah. they you know i i imagine like if you go into the hospital like like i've got this mental picture of like going into the hospital and like blathers is having his fucking leg amputated and uh and and i'm, I'm just like <laughs> like what no like i mean we all know what happens at hospitals Tom right got shot like, like, yeah, like you know, Tom Nook, Tom Nook like Tom Nook, got, Tom Nook, uh, you know, like Tom, like you know, or like you know, the clothing store got held up and the owner got shot, you know, like, like, like this. I, I feel I think like you want Grand Theft Auto Five. I well, Animal Crossing. So, no, you know no, but I, but I Hannah, no, but like here, here's the thing, Hannah. Like, like I feel like with the introduction of hospitals, like you're introducing injury and malady to the world of 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 animal crossing there's already medicine in the game but i mean i'm just saying like nobody goes to the hospital for a party you know like let's go have a birthday party at the hospital you know like let's go have a festival at the hospital like people are maybe you like, should have a festival at a hospital maybe we should honor the healthcare workers that have yeah. been the hero healthcare workers are you Come saying are, are you saying that there's there is a pandemic on the island like is that why what you're saying you're why do you island? think we're not on the mainland oh that's a good point actually that's a really strong Holy fucking shit. point wow yeah like that actually oh. like like blew my mind for a minute there hannah that's a really good fucking point um i, I don't know like like <sighs> people are like jesus john chill it's like well look like hospitals imply that there uh, are john, i'm just picturing like that there are stab wounds with blathers now like him picking up his leg on the beach <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking shark came out and just got him he went oh, swimming there, i mean there's sharks in the game i mean maybe that's where the uh maybe that is where you maybe that's where most of the injuries are coming from or just like you know a rash of shark bites uh, and I feel like you could actually turn Animal Crossing into an effective horror game. Like, what if what if the hospital, what if the people are, 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 are in the hospital are victims of that fucking Easter bunny that turns out to be a serial killer? Like, because you can't fucking tell me that that Easter bunny doesn't give you creepy ass vibes. 
I'm sorry, sure he's but killed some people. Like, I mean, sure. that that's that yeah, Easter. Yeah, has some bodies. Right yeah. there, there are skeletons in that fucking closet. Let's just let's just be upfront about it. Um, and by the way, uh, Rar mentioned town ordinances. When you mentioned ordinances, Jeff, me in my Marine Corps brain, I thought, wow, are there are fucking rockets and mortars in Animal Crossing now. Like, there's ordinance <laughs> there. Like, holy, there. holy shit. So that's that's where my that's where my fucking brain goes. Um, when is all this supposed to be dropping? Uh, November fifth, I think. Fifth, yeah, 5th? November fifth. Is that the, the like the free update and the DLC is it the same yes. day? Yeah, and then I think the expansion drops like this week or something. For uh, is it this week? Switch online. I think it's the twenty fifth. Oh, the expansion yeah. is the is oh, okay. is Monday. Yeah, no, the expansion's Monday. Um, so so yeah, and right, okay. Um, how do we feel about and this is so I. I loved Animal Crossing, but it was also the first Animal Crossing I really got into. I was never a huge fan of this the franchise until, you know, I was stuck at home alone with nothing to do, uh, and uh, all of a sudden I was like, "Man, what a what a great escape this is!" Um, but how do we feel about Animal Crossing essentially ending with this update? I mean, there won't be any more updates. Um, I feel like, I especially given everything that or everything that everyone's been through over the past 18 months. Like I feel like Nintendo really had a chance to hit a grand slam here and they chose to just not even swing at the ball. Um, it feels like, especially if their, their iterations on switch are what I think they're going to be as in, you know, we're going to get like, you know, multiple iterations of the switch over the next 10 years, like like an iPhone style update. Like, I don't think we're going to move on from that hybrid model. Wouldn't it have make more, wouldn't it have made more sense to turn animal crossing into a live service game with constant updates, constant improvements. I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this was a huge miss, but I want to see what you guys think. It's like hard to, it's hard to, I won't complain about the game's <coughs> value because most of us, you know, even John, you're not that big in Animal Crossing, you got 100 hours out of it. Like, obviously the game is fantastic. This update is amazing. It's adding more than anyone thought it would add at this point in its life. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, sit here and say they didn't deliver uh, what they should have with Animal Crossing. I think they went above and beyond, but it just feels like all Nintendo stuff where this is a game that's like tailor-made to add continually add new seasonal events right like new are we just going to relive like the same halloween and christmas stuff like over and over every year like you know as the world kind of changes and evolves like it just this whole the whole nature of this game feels perfect for adding new features new destinations that you can just take off on a plane or a boat like i i feel like the the, the sky's the limit for what they could do with animal crossing so it is a little frustrating like all of nintendo's properties remember when we thought mario party with its oh, boards God. is yeah. perfect for adding additional boards, and they just did nothing. Or Mario, Mario Maker, Kart Mario Maker, Mario they Kart just 8. yeah, Mario Kart Eight. Nothing. Like, there's like, not the even a fucking seen... like Jeff. There's not even a fucking New Donk City track in Mario yeah. Kart Eight, and it's like, come on, guys! Like, that's the most obvious yeah. fucking shit in the world. And then Mario they never do is Mario Maker Two, Jeff. Yeah. If nobody like, there's still an empty slot for a new style of Mario game in there, and they just never filled it up. It just never I mean, happened, and I just say there's never a reason to make a sequel to a game. Like, not every game needs to be a live service, but it's just uh, crazy to me that Nintendo has so many of these games that I, you know, that obviously people love and that sell so well. Like, how many people out there own Mario Kart or Animal Crossing? 
and you know the, the demand is out there and people will pay it like i just i don't i just don't understand it there's so much more that could be done with this and to just kind of you know say yeah you know we're done and, and moving on uh, i i just i don't i don't understand it i guess is, is the thing but hannah uh, the, you know the content itself is great i'm not going to complain about oh the for sure value. oh for sure um hannah what's your what's your balance between what you were hoping for and what you were expecting with this um i honestly i didn't think they were going to add so much like all at once i figured they would meter it out a little bit more to it make does it seem like feel a lot at once more yeah. life servicey uh but at the same time this is probably just mindless optimism from me but it they used like really specific language in that trailer saying that it was the last major free update they didn't say it was the last update technically that's a solid point i mean like my band director when we were in marching man would always say one more run not one last run because then we would always say oh well there's only one more but then he would say well let's add one more that's a totally solid and so point. like they do still have that room like to add more paid dlc or add minor free updates or something instead of major ones like, it feels weird that they specifically added those two words in. Well, and, and you know, like Maddie and Chad said something and Jeff echoed this, like, maybe I'm not being entirely fair because like, again, I did get a hundred hours out of Animal Crossing and like, she, like people put 900, a thousand hours into Animal Crossing. So like, I feel like, you know, still at the same time, like, you know, people more than got their money's worth. Um, I just, it's just sad that for me, like for me, the fact that this is it like as far as we know, and I think that's what so 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 Rard is posting in chat, like IGN says that it's ending, right? Like it was the mass major, it was the last major update, period. Uh that as is what IGN is reporting. And had that not been the case, I might have jumped back in. Uh and been like, you know what? You know what? If we're gonna keep going to this shit, I'm gonna I'll get back into Animal Crossing. But there's something about knowing that it's all coming to an end that just I don't know. Like it's a, it's a morale buster for me. You know, like, does that make any sense? Like, like, I, I, I don't know. Like as somebody who loves like final fantasy 14 is one of my go-to games right now. And that's a game that never ends. And it was kind of, I guess maybe, you know, maybe it was irrational, but I was kind of hoping for something similar for animal crossing, right? Like this is something I could play for years and years and years and Nintendo will just keep adding new shit. Cause it, it seemed like the perfect model for that. And it just, didn't that makes happen sense. i mean you invest so much time in this island and you get so attached i don't want to leave yeah like that. uh yeah and I, I think it ties in nicely to what we might have our next topic which I think well, and, and that just came up in chat as well jeff do you want to do you want to yeah. lead us into that uh, yeah so we didn't talk about it last week um and i'm not i'm you know i played destiny 2 at launch i played destiny 1 i don't want to say i'm an expert i have not kept up with it because frankly it's too confusing but um, you know, there's a there was a bit of news a couple weeks ago, and then some more news this week. So I think the two pieces we haven't touched on yet. Uh, the first one is they announced I think a week or two ago uh, that you know they've been vaulting they, they've been vaulting content they've been vaulting uh, which is basically uh, getting rid of uh, campaign and extra content. And controversially, they got rid of the main Destiny Two campaign <laughs> a while ago. The, <clears throat> Uh, what they call the Red War or something like that. That's like the actual campaign that Destiny 2 shipped with. Doesn't make any fucking no sense. No longer play that. Doesn't make any sense. Um, and then, so just a couple weeks ago, they announced that basically the most revered story piece of the game, which is Destiny 2 uh, Forsaken, is going to be vaulted in February. Which means someone like me, I paid, you know, 
part of it's on me. I paid $90 for Forsaken when it came out because I was going to get back into it. And I just didn't get around to playing it. Uh, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'll play it someday. You know, I buy lots of games and I go years without playing them because I'm just not in the mood. Never in my mind did it occur to me that the game that I paid $90 for is, is straight up just going to be just going away from existence. To my knowledge, this is unprecedented in any other MMO or game. Games get, especially live service games, they get rid of content, they tweak things, they change things. I've never heard of a game getting rid of entire campaigns that people paid full money for uh, near years after release. To me, that is just... Uh, I don't, you know, I under, they give explanations for it. It's technically needed to maintain the size of the game. Itself. I understand they have their reasons for it. It just really, as a consumer, it's like you said with Animal Crossing, John, where you don't want to get back into it because you know it's coming in. Like, why do I want to kind of rush to get back in and play this stuff when I don't know, like, what's next? What's going to be getting rid of? Like, and just as a new player, returning player, like, you're getting rid of, like, core pieces of the game. Um, so that's the first piece. And then the second piece is, I, which I'm not as well versed on, is I guess there was some controversy over the upcoming expansion, one of the, the Witch Queen DLC or something, where uh, basically you have to buy like a, a super expensive deluxe edition to get some of the dungeons. And that one I'm not going to pretend to be mad about. I don't understand the co the model of the game, um, you know, what what it, people expect to be included with it, but there there is some significant content that is included there. So that's kind of the... The direction we're going with this destiny talk I think. so um real quick before we go on i want to shout out to uh diorite and chads uh they have subscribed for 14 months straight thank you so much for your support we appreciate that diorite actually has stgc fan in their twitter profile which i think is pretty fucking dope um but i can't believe there's actually somebody on twitter who has stgc fan in their twitter profile it makes me makes me very happy um as far as uh you know um, Dejura, Dior, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but they said something in chat that made me think just now, Jeff. Having played Final Fantasy 14, and you know, you and I both play that, Jeff. Cutting content is alien to me in a live service game. Like, I, I, I can't. I, I don't like. I, I understand that Bungie says that there are technical reasons for this, but I, for the life of me, I, I can't fathom. Like, find a workaround. Like, there's gotta I, be I mean, a better way. Like, if it's the game size take those campaigns offline, make them an optional download, like something, like, something there's like there's way. got to be like, and I'll, so I'll kick this over to Hannah and start with the question, right? Like, like I feel like this raises serious concerns about the nature of, of, you know, because like for years we've had this conversation, right? Like, you know, people, people buy, I, I'm mostly digital right now, but people buy physical games because they're like, if I buy digital, I don't feel like I own the content that I pay for. Uh, because for example, on PlayStation five, like I, I need a license, you know, I need, I need a license to play my game. Like if, um, uh, you know, like if something goes wrong with the license on my game, then I can't play it even though I've paid for it. Um, you know, and, uh, like, you know, and of course, you know, that's if you're playing it on a different PS five, but, but I mean, there are, there, there are limitations to this. And I, I worry about what this means for, games ownership because jeff is going to go jeff played 90 dollars for this and he's not even going to get to play because it's going to be gone um so like does he ask for a refund like I, like I, we'll start with sarah like like how do you do you have any worries about this because this seems really concerning to me yeah so um like from going on what did said about final fantasy 14 
I'm a World of Warcraft player, and right. if I hadn't have played the base story from the moment that it came out, I would understand nothing about what's going on if Blizzard... And I'm you can still play the base story, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can play yeah. everything. No matter what order you want to do it, you can play everything. And it's like, if they took away the base story and, like, say, like, uh, Burning Crusade or, like, um, any of the earlier expansions, people would be confused out of their damn minds not knowing what's going on. Because it's like, MMOs and Destiny is an MMO. I know people don't like to say that. Destiny's an MMO. If you take away early story content and then continue to bring it up in new expansions, because I play Destiny. I have over 400 hours in that series. Just not many people know that. Like, if they took away earlier stuff, which Bungie's good about reaching back into older content to bring back story-wise... You're going to confuse people. People aren't going to want to pay attention to the to the story. And Jeff, I agree with you. Forsaken is fucking fantastic and is probably the best DLC that that game has ever had. They're just taking it away. Be, it's going to be gone. That's crazy. Like, it, it, literally, that game, not, I mean, obviously spawning memes and everything that happened with uh, Nathan Billion's character and stuff. Like, you, they're just getting rid of, like, oh, so we're having, like memory issues in the game so we need to make space for stuff they actually discussed this i think a year ago when they were when they announced all these new content drops they had brought it up they said hey guys we're vaulting some stuff but don't worry we will periodically bring it back because they had vaulted the vault of glass raid which was the first raid in destiny one they vaulted that but they brought it back for destiny two as like a limited time deal they're like, oh, you can play through this raid again and we'll have new items attached to it. But once it's gone, it's gone. So the fact that they... Just real quickly, Sarah, like if yeah. they bring it back, to me, that's a different story. I still wish they found a better way, but I, I can understand that. As you know, playing Siege, they quite often remove maps from rotation to rework them and then bring them back. And that's fine. If they say, okay, we're trying to update our engine, we're trying to make the game better. We need to remove this campaign for a while to make it fit better with our overall vision for the game and then bring it back. I That's a little bit more lenient, but to me, at least like they removed the Red War, the base Destiny 2 campaign a while ago, there's not been a hint of that coming back and I'm just not clear on my So like, To me, there's no indication no, these yeah. are going to come back. So no, and you are totally correct. I, what, like, I don't understand what Bungie's doing as a company that's like prided its... Pride? Prided? Prided itself. Prided, prided itself. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's the word anymore. For, like, a company that's prided itself on, like, listening to its community and doing everything for it, the fact that they're just vaulting actual still in canon content is so entirely weird to me. And, yeah, I mean, maybe they'll bring it back, like, what, three fucking years down the line? But it's... Well, what they're doing is just... it's. It's stupid. So, so I want to play Destiny Two. How do you even start? Well, now? and that's the thing, right? Like, so this is a question I want to kick over to Hannah because Hannah, I don't know if you play Destiny Two. Or, hey, Hannah, have, do you play Destiny Two? Have you played it? I played a lot of Destiny One, and I played Destiny Two for like a month. When okay, it first launch. Okay, so same as me, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. so if they, so if they've gotten rid of not just the base campaign. But they're also getting rid of what is what is considered to be like you know Destiny 2's high point, which is Forsaken. Um, how does one actually get into the game? Um, like how how do you actually start this shit? Like, I don't know. I looked into it after like the new update, like or the new like 
DLC like announced announcement happened and I was like, oh, like I like the vibe of this. Like I want to get back into it. And I thought about getting into it and I was like, how the fuck do you start this game? Like there's no tutorial, like, and like it's not necessary for like me to have a tutorial for a first person like movement or anything like that. But there's like no like base tutorial on like how the systems work in the game. Like they don't explain to you what glimmer is at all. And it's and like, okay, the- cool. That's the main currency, or maybe not anymore. I don't know. So, so and they change the currency so often. Every time I boot up the game once a year, mm. so there's all these different. I'm like, I don't know what to do with any of this. They don't explain so, any of it. So wait, I'm fucking confused because Dio in chat said, "I and I haven't played Destiny. Like, I finished the I finished the Forsaken campaign, and that's when I was like, that was great. I'm done now, though. Um, and I have no desire to go back. Dio says that there's no onboarding at all." So, so once, so now that the, now that the red war, whatever it's called, campaign is gone. Now that forsaken is going in the vault, like, what do they just fucking drop you into the tower and be like, go do some strikes. Like, I, I mean, what, how do you actually one learn the game systems? And, and two, I, I, I like, like what, what is it now? Like, how do you, how do you fucking actually, how do you get invested in the lore? Like, you know, Cade, Cade six is dead, you know, but, but you know, how, how are you going to know that? Like, I, I, I mean, like it, it's That's the thing, like it would be more, I could forgive it, you know, cause like I said, I understand that they say this engine sucks. Like destiny two was built on last gen. We were planned to do destiny three and we scrapped that like things changed. I get that there's <laughs> reasons they're doing this, but it just doesn't seem like they've put in the time or effort to mitigate that. You know, where's the story recap? Where's the super friendly new player introduction? Here's everything that happened. Here's like a cool, remember when Mass Effect 3, I think, first launched on PlayStation for the first right. time? They had like an interactive comic yep. for the first two games. Like, where's that type of thing to kind of like, okay, I'm sorry you can't play this other stuff, but here's how we're going to get you up to speed. Here's, here's a recap. Into this game. It doesn't feel like that effort has been put in. It feels like everything is so focused on pleasing the current players. And they've just kind of said, if you haven't been playing Destiny 2 for two years, we don't care uh, about you. That's what it feels like to me. And I played it at launch, but it feels impenetrable now. So here's my question to the group then. Um, With Forsaken being vaulted, like Forsaken being vaulted means that they like Bungie is willing to literally take anything out of the game and stick it in the vault. If they're going to vault forsaken, which is accepted as like, as it stands right now, <coughs> excuse me, the high point of destiny Two. If they're willing to vault that, then they'll vault anything. At what point do players start questioning how much more of their time they want to invest in destiny Two? Like, like, like at what point do players say, I don't know. If I don't know if I want to keep paying for expansions because well, not only that, it's like eighty dollars a year at this point too. If you like want to keep getting everything, yeah, that's a big like, investment to be like, oh, it's going to be gone in three years. So why fucking bother? Like, I so as of right ahead, now, sorry. as I sorry, no, as no, of right ahead. now, as I know it, because I have a friend who still plays Destiny like religiously. I kind of dropped off. Don't at me for my warlock tattoo. I dropped off a while ago. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, and from what I can tell, there's, there is lore stuff happening in strikes and in quests that you take. And weirdly enough, in the, 
in the holiday events, there's lore being dropped, like literal canon lore happening during the holiday events. But as of right now, from what I can tell as someone who was who played Destiny looking in, it looks like they're catering more to the multiplayer crowd than anything else. Because that game's multiplayer is fucking intense. Like, there are people who still play it. They don't touch any of the story stuff. They strictly do uh, Crucible. And they strictly do... Uh, Iron... What the fuck was it? Iron Lords. Iron? Or Iron Banner. Yeah. Iron Banner. Yeah, they strictly do Iron 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 Banner. They strictly do just the holiday stuff. Trial, Trials of Osiris. Osiris. Like, that's strictly all they log on to, to do. Or they'll do the story stuff once, never touch it again, then just go do Crucible, which is totally fine. I've done PV PvP. I do Crucible with the rare times that I've played. It's not my thing, but I appreciate it for those who, who do. But as of right now, it's not looking like... Like, Bungie only doing the lore stuff for, like, the 100 people who, who care. Or the people who do the giant lore videos online. It's... It's... I feel like Destiny's slowly going from being this awesome, lore-heavy, like, sci-fi epic to just being, like, a PvP MMO-style deal, it, which is fine. But that's the thing is, you know, I I sucked at Destiny 2 PvP. Like I was the worst. You did not want me. You did not want me on your team. Um and uh oh oh sorry, my, my wife just sent me a text message. Is uh so she said so I was I was screwing around with the I was wondering why it was so hot in here. And I was screwing around with the AC the other day and she said you forgot to switch the AC back on in the breaker box, which is why despite setting the house in 70 degrees, it wouldn't go below 75 today. So right. I was, I you was run the AC in October in Virginia. Dude, it's dude. It gets warm here. Yeah. Like it was 77 today. I mean, is it's that like AC weather though. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I have to convert this to Celsius. Hold yeah. On. Oh, I forgot. You guys uh, are all okay, fucking. Yeah, I'll give you that. That that's AC weather. I forgot. You guys are all like, you guys do things differently in Canada. Um, uh, it snowed today. So, <laughs> you lucky bastard. I wish it was snowing here. Um, yeah, but it's going to snow till fucking May now. So. I love it, though, man. I love fucking cold weather. Uh, but, you know, like, I remember as a shitty PvP, PvP player, I tried getting into Trials of Osiris, and I learned within five fucking minutes that I was like, no, man, I ain't got the fucking stones to hang here. Like, people playing people playing Trials of Osiris were like, like, I've, like, a level of accuracy and 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 skill that i cannot fucking fathom uh in shit like trials of osiris but but you know like i had been toying with the idea of returning to destiny 2 just to get like that dinosaur armor because like let's face it the, the, you know the, the dinosaur armor looks fucking cool it does just one of those things where like you know <clears throat> i'm gonna get the dinosaur armor just in case like a year from now i'm like okay i'm gonna hop back into destiny 2 because i'm gonna have some sweet i've got that sweet fucking dinosaur armor waiting for me right I'm I'm that kind of simpleton, um. And, but but then I'm like, well, if they're gonna vault shit like for like what what's the point? Like I don't. I mean, yeah, I paid for it and I played it. Unlike Jeff, I actually got my money's worth. But at the same time, it's like, why would I? You, you know, when I've got Final Fantasy 14 right here, uh, which is a game that you can like, you know. And here's the thing, right? Like Final Fantasy 14 went back and streamlined. Uh, the uh, Realm Reborn storyline. It didn't just fucking eliminate it. And I feel like, wouldn't that have made far much more sense for Bungie to just like streamline the 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 original main campaign for Destiny 2 as opposed to just like cut it entirely? I think it's an apples and oranges situation. So I don't like, because I mean, the, the Destiny 
campaigns are not long to begin with. I think I finished the Destiny 2 campaign in like six hours. So like, I don't know if there's a lot to streamline there. It just, it seems like an issue with the game engine or the game itself. And I really, I understand why people didn't want Destiny 3. Everyone was mad that after coming for Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, they had to start a new character. You know, everyone gets, so, it's like we just talked about with Animal Crossing. Everyone gets so invested in what they put into this character. They're mad. They don't want to have to start fresh again with a new game. And I get why people didn't want a Destiny 3. But it just sounds like Destiny 2, uh, it's also mentioned in Jason Schreier's book, uh, I think Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, some of the, just like the the problems with the game engine itself. Yeah, it's not great. It's I built, remember that. So long ago, it has so many problems. It takes, like, if you want to move, it was something like where if you want to move where Rock is, it takes two days to, like, render that change or something. Like, it's just great. And I, I empathize with them trying to work around this stuff while moving to a new generation of consoles while introducing crossplay while moving to PC. I, I get that. And I sympathize with that. But at the same time, like this just, doesn't, it seems like there has to be uh, a better way. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So, um, I, I don't think I've got, I don't think I've got much more to say on this, uh, aside from, the overarching issue of, you know, what does this mean? Like somebody in chat earlier mentioned games preservation, right? And, and, and I feel like, I feel like there are some, there are some serious negative implications here. Um, like, you know, like I'm already, I'm already, le and I'm somebody who's all in on digital right now, right? Because it's convenient, but like, I'm also leery of the idea of, for example, like, you know, what if all these, I bought, I, I've picked up all these games digitally on Switch, right? What if their next iteration of the Switch is not backwards compatible. I've just lost all those fucking games. Um, and I wish that, like, you know, I'm not a big Xbox fan, but Xbox is doing, Xbox has done this better than Sony or Nintendo have combined. When it, when, you know, when it comes to backwards compatibility and, and, and letting you carry your purchases forward. And I wish Sony and Nintendo and developer, individual developers like Bungie would do this. Like, like just, we, we paid for it, give us access to it. Like Jeff said, like make forsaken, like a single player online or offline deal. But, but don't just and as like, as far as I know, you can't play the like story missions with people anyway. It's only strikes and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So like, oh. like just let, like, let me play it offline. Like, let me, let me have access to it. I paid for it. And, and I, I, I don't like, you know, granted it's only really Bungie doing this, but at the same time, you know, with the advent of, you know, all things digital, I, I've got serious concerns about, you know, about the future of, of not just games preservation, but games ownership. Like how many, like, do we really even own these games? Um, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, not worth getting all worked up over right now, but I think as time goes on, you know, we're, I, we're all going to have something to be a little concerned about. Um, we also, you know, and I, I kind of wanted to <coughs> move away from the destiny, unless anybody had anything else that they wanted to say about Bungie or destiny Two. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Okay. So what else happened today, guys? We had a movie trailer drop. Uh, finally. So, so the uncharted film was first optioned for development in 2008. Uh, and it's been through multiple iterations. It's been through multiple actors. The original I still actor. I don't believe this movie exists. The, I know a trailer dropped. The, the original actor for Sully, Jeff, or the original actor for Nathan Drake is now playing Sully. That's how long this movie has been in development. Uh, and we finally got our first look. 
today. Uh, the trailer for Uncharted dropped, and I find myself underwhelmed. It's fine. I, 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 I Jeff, Jeff, I see you grimacing over there. What's up? What's on your mind? I just, uh, I think uh, it's funny. I know you're underwhelmed. I'm just, I don't want to talk too much about it. I hate being cynical. I'm just so cynical and jaded when it comes to video game adaptations for movies. Like I've never seen one. I think the one people like most, like Sonic or Detective Pikachu, and I didn't really like those either. I'm just, I mean, for good I, reason. I just, yeah, I, I just, you know, to me, when I hear about a, a video game movie, I'm like, it's just uh, minimal effort, cash grab to cash in on a popular video game, you know, throwing a bit of fan service. Like, I'm just so, and so maybe it's because of that. I had such low expectations and I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, this isn't Sully. You know, it's Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg and they just gave him <laughs> Sully's name, but like, it looked better than I expected it to. I was surprised that they're just straight up ripping entire pieces from the games. And it seems like they just built a movie around that, but yeah, it looks uh, better to me than a lot of video game adaptations in the last few years. So like, again, maybe it's just because my low expectations are like, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to go out in theaters to see it, but yeah, like I'll watch it on Netflix. It looks fine. So, so, so here's my thing. I, I agree. I was like, wow, they're really just, ripping shit out of all four games and sticking into one movie huh like this is the first uncharted movie and uh we're we've got the you know the the cargo plane uh scene from uncharted 3 um pirate ships the the pirate ships from 4 the auction scene um uh i don't know who antonio banderas is playing i wonder if he's playing a version of atok navarro who was one of the villains from Uncharted, the original Uncharted. We didn't see any of uh, Elena in the trailer. I don't remember seeing her. Um, I feel like Uncharted, like I love the Uncharted games. They're just, a, it's a good fucking, it's a good fun, it's a good fun time. Um, I, I didn't get any Nathan Drake or Victor Sullivan from Tom Holland or uh or Mark Wahlberg and also like just fuck Mark Wahlberg in general um but like Tom Holland was just like it, I was like oh it's Peter Parker not who's not wearing the Spider-Man suit like that's what I got from his you know Nathan Drake in the trailer and then Mark Mark Wahlberg I was like it's just Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg from the Italian job um you know and, and like and there was a lot of people who were like like look like Oh, people complain about his mustache, right? And I'm like, okay, so look, it's an adaptation of a video game. Nothing's going to be, you know, recreated one-to-one. So, so, you know, like, yeah, Sully doesn't have a mustache here. It's not that big of a deal. It's probably a post-credit stinger, right? Like Sully's going to walk out of the bathroom and he's going to have like a fucking mustache. Like, or like, you know, Nathan's going to be like, Sully, where are you at? And he's going to like walk out and they're going to slowly pan up. It's like, it's going to be, they're going to slowly pan up. And with like, like, like this, like, you know, really dramatic, like, you know, boom, it's going to have, he's going to have the mustache and he's going to be like, yo, what's up, Nate? And, uh, and who knows? But I, I just, I, I didn't get the super, you know, like confident swagger of Nathan Drake out of Tom. And I, 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 admittedly, this is just a trailer. It's a, it's a tiny, tiny series of tiny vertical slices from the film, which I'm sure will be fun. Um, but like Jeff said, like I, I, I think everybody has a reason to be cynical when it comes to video game adaptations. Like, look at Prince of Persia. I mean, that they should have knocked that out of the park and they cast Jake Gyllenhaal as a Persian prince. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, uh, you know, but 
I don't know. I, Hannah, Hannah, how do you feel about all this? I played most of the Uncharted games. I think I finished one or two of them. I don't remember which ones I finished. Um, so I'm probably not the best person for this. Uh, it looked fine. Like it didn't. It looked like generic, like knockoff Indiana Jones movie, which is exactly yeah. what Uncharted is. You know, like, which is what Uncharted is supposed to be. So like, I'm okay with it. But at the same time, it's like, eh. And I saw another trailer. Because someone tweeted it and they were like, this is a better Uncharted movie than the Ryan actual Reynolds Uncharted one? movie. The Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah. And I was like, that one's more fun. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Well, at least. There's a oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds in The Rock like, uh, heist Red, movie. Uh, Red something. No, wait. Red, uh, no. Red, are, are, are you talking, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Nathan Fillion? No. No, no, it's Ryan Reynolds. a Netflix film that got a trailer today yeah. that has Ryan like, Ryan, today Ryan as well. The Rock. The Rock. Oh, okay. It's, it's got they're thieving they've got an auction scene they've got like it's like it's i up, see it's good uh, no, like, yeah never... it just felt like another one of those like just heist movie or stealing artifacts movie whatever you want to call it so somebody in chat had actually asked let me let me scroll back uh emily underscore you may I, th- I hope i'm pronouncing that right who would you have preferred for casting for those roles curious now I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people say Nathan Fillion, he's too old. He's far too old for Nathan Drake now. But like, go back and watch, like, you know, go back and watch Nathan Fillion in like Saving Private Ryan, and you will be fucking floored by the resemblance to Nathan Drake. Uh, and of course, you know, like, Sully, my dream cast would have been Bruce Campbell, um, especially Bruce Campbell as he played in Burn Notice. Um, but again, like Bruce Campbell is not like a fucking, you know, A list name. So they were never going to cast him. So. I I, I was like fine. I know people were like Tom Holland. I was fine with the idea of Tom Holland as like a young, young, inexperienced Nathan Drake. I thought we were gonna get more like the that's, what that's what I thought. That's what I thought too. Was supposed to be. Yeah. And and you know, and, and I'm not one of these people. I think a lot of like when it comes to video game adaptations, people get really hung up on on the characters looking exactly like their video game counterparts. And like, I'd rather have a good actor than have them look identical. Like I know. You know, uh, people don't like Pedro Pascal as as Joel in The Last of Us, and like I think that's phenomenal. Casting. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. But, like you know, and I was. It's just to me in the trailer, it's hard to buy Tom Holland in this trailer because he's clearly playing someone who's been doing this for a long time and who's experienced and is supposed to be kind of this gruff, grizzled. Like you know, he's like a. It's just like it really does feel like he's just a kid out of high school. And, and then they even call out how young he looks in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, where when Mark Wahlberg says, yeah, like, are you old enough to be bartender? Like, it's like, you know, so it's to me, there's like a weird disconnect there where like, I just can't really. And maybe the maybe in the movie, he'll do a better job. But it, just based on the trailer, it's like it's a little tough for me to buy him in these situations. Well, it's like, it, like there's supposed to be like a young, inexperienced Nathan Drake, but he's already like hanging out of fucking cargo planes by a by a, you know, a, a, by a strap hanging from a Jeep. You know, it's like, wow, they really they really throw old Nathan into the uh, into the deep end there. Um, I realize it sounds like I'm asking for an origin story where like watch Nathan Drake become the uncharted. Like, he becomes like, like Nathan, like yeah. uh, uncharted Nathan Drake origins, yeah. you know, or I, like either, but just, yeah, he's not a Tomb Raider. So he can't like, you know, he, <laughs> the, he can't be like rise of the rise of the, um, rise of the thief, like, or like, you know, rise of the, uh, so, right, something like, like there, there's gotta be like an, an origins in there somewhere. Uh, but, um, watch Nathan Drake become Lara Croft. But the, the last thing I'll say, I think, I don't remember if it was how who said it, like someone made the Indiana Jones reference and it's just like, 
when it comes to video game adaptations, especially, I guess I'm always frustrated because they seem so focused on just recreating the games and like the Uncharted games, I love them. And they're all they're basically trying to do is take these serial adventure movies like Indiana Jones uh, and put them into a video game form and let you play through these crazy adventures and set pieces. Now you're taking a game that's based uh, or inspired by movies and making it back into a movie. And it just feels like there's no room for creativity or freshness there. And it's just, it feels so by the motions, feels so uncreate. Like, uh, I just, I, I question why do we need it? I always would say Money. I'd rather get a movie made. I, you know, the Uncharted games have such a strong narrative, such strong performances. Give me a movie that takes a game that has almost no narrative, something like a Metroid game, where there's a cool universe there with some interesting stuff, and it does have a story, uh, but it's not really told in terms of like cutscenes and stuff. God. And give me and flesh that out more, you know, like I don't know. I don't need to have a story retold that's already been told so strongly. It's for the love happen. of God. Cast Charlize Theron as Samus and give me a fucking Metroid movie. Like, give me Charlize Theron from fucking Mad Max as Samus and give me a fucking Metroid movie. Like, it's a segue. Damn, that is actually a segue. I didn't even intend it to be a segue, but it is. Uh, so, so we're gonna we're gonna close off here by talking about a little bit of. Um, Although I do agree that Brie Larson, yes, would 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 be uh, also a really good Samus Aran, um, uh, because she she's got that like she can do that kind of stone cold badass thing as well. Um, but we will end tonight's podcast with a discussion on accessibility in Metroid, and we're gonna let Sarah kick this one off. Um, uh, I guess I should start off with a uh, hi. I do have an invisible disability, so I'm not just like. I'm not like an able person being like, oh, I'm just gaming. <coughs> gaming. I, I have an invisible dis disability. I do have PTSD. It did fuck mm -hmm. with my b brain. So my reaction times are very slow. I joked with, I joked, I joked with Jeff in the, in the discord earlier. Sometimes I can catch something out of the air, Android style. Sometimes I'm playing rainbow and I just run in front of an enemy operator and just stare at them and don't do anything and go, wait a minute, I'm playing a game. Um, but so I started Metroid Dread today partially because I got the OLED, wanted to see how pretty it was, wanted to actually play a game that's apparently game of the year. And uh, I had to quit 30 minutes in because the way that the Emmys are set up and the way that you need to have really tight reaction time and you and I panic whenever I go into an Emmy or room is uh, is not great. Um, and it sucks because the game is beautiful. Samus is kick ass. Um, she doesn't need to smile First of all, I think she's great just uh, the way that yeah, she is. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, but so my my issue is is Nintendo and accessibility just in general because Metroid is, from what I can tell, and uh, obviously you guys have played it in you know, 30 minutes, um, uh, there's no difficulty. There's no accessibility. I think the only accessibility option is brightening the screen and turning rumble off and that's it. Uh, there isn't even like a real like menu screen. There's like four buttons. There's like amiibo support, brightness, uh, turning rumble off and quitting. And like, that's about it. Um, and this just, this made me feel a lot of things. It made me feel depressed. It made me feel angry because now 
I can't appreciate a game that people are calling game of the year material. I can't play something that people have beaten now four times and have been like, oh, this is the, this, this is the best, this is the best M- Metroid game. All because of something that's so integral to the story, which are the Emmys, which for those who don't know, are these indestructible as of right now. And I'm sure you guys can say, oh, you can kill them like later in the game. I don't. I don't know, uh, of these indestructible enemies that are nemesis-style creatures that track you in certain rooms of this maze that you're in. They can track you through the rooms, and for you to leave the rooms, they be tracking you. And these things can somehow see through walls and, like, multiple walls, because I've been caught. Yeah. I mean, they are are super intelligent hunting hunter bots. Yeah, like, and I described this on Twitter, and there are a lot of people who say, oh, well, there's other games that you have tracking enemies. Nemesis from the Resident Evil 3 remake is a really good example, Mr. X from from 2, Mm. but the only differences I see between those is that Nemesis, you can kill him. You can run away from him. You have options to get away from, from him where he's not chasing you in every single area. If you want him to chase you in every area, you turn on hard. It's just just that easy. Resident Evil has difficulty options, right? Yes, yes. Uh, And Nemesis will follow you into safe rooms, rooms he's not supposed to when you play hard. Because obviously you're playing it hard. That shit's going to happen on hard. But if you play on easy, if you play on beginner, that doesn't happen. There are certain areas where where he will chase you, and that's it. Metroid, same same thing. Emmys don't follow you out of their, like, tracking rooms, whatever they're, they're called. But when they do follow you... I personally, I, I started to panic. I lost my way. I got lost because the rooms look exactly the same no matter what part of the room that you're in. And finding a way out is incredibly hard when you're constantly panicking. So I died. I, I counted. I died 22 times. Literally because I didn't have the reaction time to counter them and run away. I... I would press the button at what I think was the right point, which is a very tiny spark that's very hard to see if you're not paying attention. Oh, countering counter the Emmys is almost impossible. Like, I mean, it's which fucking is, impossible. I think when which, I did it was just pure luck. Yeah, me too. So hard. Which is an issue in itself. Like, the fact that you, that you say, which the game, I will give the game credit, it does say it's incredibly hard to counter these, but it says you can do it. Like, it flat out says you can do it. Just incredibly hard to 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 do it but again 22 times in the first 30 minutes of a game is bullshit i'll just say that right now like and people can say oh well i'm just bad at it yeah okay maybe i am but as someone else who but someone who has played mercury steam's other like metroidvania like they literally did a castlevania title and i 100%ed that had no issue with that game playing this where there's no difficulty there's no accessibility whatsoever there it and again, this made me really depressed because it made me think of the whole thing of games are for every everyone. N- no, they aren't, which is just depressing to s- say that no. because this they've never been for everyone, unfortunately. Yeah, they're like John. You said it. This game is like fantastic. This game is like game of the year. You oh, it's my game of the year for sure. Times. I've already beat it. I've already beat it twice. I'm doing a third playthrough next week. Yeah, it's the fact that. I want to enjoy this this game. Samus is badass. I love her. My last Metroid game I played was Corruption at like 12. Like that was the last Metroid game I played and thoroughly enjoyed. So like the fact I wanted to come back to this because it looks badass and Samus looks great and it looks beautiful on, on, on the OLED and I can't even get past 30 minutes of it 
because I'm trapped in this one. I think it's like two or three Emmy rooms that I can't find my way out of because I start panicking as soon as the thing starts coming towards me and then I can't counter it and then I die. It's Isn't it just like a Metroid problem. Like to me, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of a single Nintendo game that has a difficulty option. No. Interesting, I Jeff. I hadn't, I hadn't, no, I, I hadn't considered that. Like actually. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which is considered pretty difficult. Oh, it's got that new funky uh, mode. Yeah, uh, true. Okay. So there, there is, it's not a difficulty option per se, but there is some features. But like, the Mario games, like just generally Nintendo games, Xenoblade. Uh, I don't know. Maybe actually, I think Xenoblade might have. It does. You can. You can. It does. Yeah. Xenoblade does. Yeah. But but just generally, Nintendo seems to really be behind the times on this stuff, which uh, is inexcusable because they make uh, they they got money. They do pretty well for themselves. No, to be fair, Jeff, there's quite a bit that Nintendo was behind the times on. Yeah. True. But you know, maybe it's because. Me and so many other people have been incredibly spoiled because you have companies like PlayStation who are making accessibility like a thing in all their first first party games and Microsoft's been doing it too. Like it's it's baffling to me that Nintendo is behind on the times when they just put out a new Switch. They could have easily and plus like Dread was a combination between Nintendo and Mercury Steam. It wasn't just them. They could have easily put in a difficulty option. They could have easily put in, like... Which which I'm not asking for, like, turning the Emmys off. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking for, is it too hard to put in a difficulty option? Is it too hard to... Maybe if you're playing on easy, Emmys either aren't a a one-hit kill, or they're easier to counter, or they don't move as fast because those things fucking zoom like i barely feel like i can get a get away if i'm not like a rumor uh ahead of it at least with something like nemesis i could get away because yes he had that like winston style jump where he would literally land in front of you but if you were playing on easier difficulties he rarely did that (sighs) also blaine just brought up a good point they're doing the fucking thing again where they used uh, amiibos to, for an to, extra like, energy tank and shit. Yeah, for you, which isn't this is not the first time they've done this either, making you pay thirty dollars to give you more health for like once a day. So it's okay. So 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 here's my thing about this, right? And like I, it's true that Metroid Dread is my game of the year, right? It's actually like one of my favorite games of all time now, since you know Super Metroid is in my top five. And I think this is better than Super Metroid. Um, having said that, you know, the things that we love won't get better if we don't criticize them. Right. It's just it's just a fact. Right. Like, the, the, the you know, the games that we do love are better because we have criticized the things that came before them. Um, that's why the industry is, you know, well, some parts of the industry anyway are getting better about issues like accessibility. Uh, because we keep criticizing these things because everybody should be able to play. And, uh, you know, we, we live in a world where, you know, the internet has allowed, you know, the, the internet has allowed people to raise their voices and speak their minds in a way that wasn't possible in the mid nineties. Um, you know, or even really the late nineties. Um, and there have been probably like there has been an entire generation of people my age i'm 41 years old people who grew up disabled who wanted to play games and simply weren't able to 
uh, for reasons of accessibility because it wasn't a thing back then. Um, now that gaming is the largest entertaining game, gaming is the largest entertaining or entertainment. I can't talk tonight. Largest entertainment medium in the world. It, it breaks in more money than movies, books or television period. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, it would behoove the gaming industry to start getting even more serious about this and implement more accessibility options in their games because, you know, like, and I'm surprised that we're not seeing this because, like, you know, the goal of any corporation is to make money. That's that's the Nate Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft are not your friends. They're not like like and and everybody and I love Nintendo. I love Square Enix. They are not our friends. And everybody needs to understand that they are here to make money. Um, and the reason that I can't believe that more companies have not ad adopted the mantra of more accessibility is because, you know, think about all the sales they're missing out on. Like, think about it from like, like, even if you're just depressingly looking at it from that really, you know, kind of, I guess, materialistic perspective these companies should want to make more money and adding and accessibility would only would, would only help them towards that end. Um, and See, I said, the thing that comes back to is like, go who ahead. Does it hurt? It, who does it hurt? It doesn't it hurt anybody. It's like an easy mode that increases the counter window from like a 10th of a second to a second. So and it's entirely optional. Who does it hurt? I'll tell you who it hurts. I'll, I'll tell you exactly who it hurts. It hurts that super insecure, that super insecure uh, gamer who's, let's face it, probably a straight white guy uh, who needs the validation of this is hard on purpose and I did it, therefore I have value. Um, you know, there are people out there like, uh, you know... I'm somebody who loves Dark Souls. I love Dark Souls. I love all the Souls games. Um, I think there should be an easy mode in Dark Souls. I wouldn't use it, but that's but but that but somebody else playing Dark Souls on easy isn't going to ruin my enjoyment of the game. Um, and uh, there are people out there who it absolutely would, because they for some reason, for some reason, just even knowing that that easy mode is there cheapens the whole fucking experience for them. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, and, and again, like this all goes back to validation, right? Like people, there are, there are insecure people out there who need, who feel like they need the validation of being able to do something that you can't do. Um, yeah. and, and it's like that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. And it's like really quick. I'm not saying that the Emmys are like, an accessibility thing like that's not like blaine i promise i'm not being like that's like i'm not saying the like emmys were like an accessibility thing it was the whole idea of a immortal with an asterisk like an immortal unmovable force that you literally if it touches you you're dead you maybe have like a one percent chance of like stopping it and, like even then maybe it's less than that when other games have done that im that immovable force thing and you were able to at least like move it or like done it. Like that's kind of what I was getting that. And I mean, John, I agree with you. I have very bad depth perception, very bad like reaction times 
but I play games like Rainbow Six, which like require like Im immaculate reaction times. But I do it to help myself, to train myself to get better at it. Because my brain hasn't helped me get better at it. That's literally like a muscle that I need to train for, for the way that my brain works. And um, someone brought up something. Oh, uh, Hannah, you brought up the recent Life is Strange that literally starts the game off with what The Last of Us 2 did, which is, do you need accessibility options on? Yes or no? Yes. Here's the menu for you. Here's how to fix quick time events. And recently, the the Dark Pictures game, starting with the second game, did that as well. Fixed QTEs. Like, do you need extra reaction times? Yes. Okay, we, like, add on an extra three or four seconds to your reaction like do you do you need to hold it and not like rapidly press it you can do that too i turned all that on because that game i was able to enjoy those those games including life is strange because of that i probably would have had deaths that weren't meaningful because my dumbass couldn't hit it fast enough so so it's like the fact that a game like life is strange which shouldn't require those goes above and beyond to put stuff in like that and nintendo can't spend a couple thousand dollars to put like an easy mode into a game that's people are considering like game of the year and like the best Metroid game ever created that I had to stop 30 minutes in because I died 22 times to an immovable force that I couldn't escape from because it literally made me panic and, and my fight or flight turned turned on and I got lost and I died. It's it's just it's. Well, that it's makes me depressing and it's sad. When it makes me sad that you can't enjoy the game because it, it it really is a good fucking game. It's a fucking incredible, not just a good game. It's a fucking incredible game. I want to, um, but I had to quit, and I can't now. We are uh, we are we are well past our time here, so we do need to wrap things up. Um, I want to thank everybody who stuck with us uh, tonight. Podcast went uh, a little long, but it needed to. Um, and I, I always love seeing a nice active chat that always, that always makes my heart happy. So thank you everybody for, for hanging out with us in chat. Don't forget less than two weeks, <coughs> excuse me. We have extra life coming up. Um, uh, it's going to be a really good fucking time. Derek and, uh, Brittany and Justin are all going to be here at my home. We're going to be doing a bunch of streaming. Uh, please don't apologize for being, please don't apologize for being late ever, ever for this podcast, please please this 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 podcast is a is a trash fire anyway and we take pride in that so don't even don't even sweat it if you are not part of our discord the discord link is there in chat um and uh you know you should absolutely join our discord uh we have well over 300 people now uh it's always a good time and it's always active especially in gaming central so please uh join us give us a follow here on on twitch if you're not are if you're not already doing so and please follow us on twitter at official sdgc don't forget we also have a patreon uh, which, you know, we don't gate any of our content at all. Uh, we, we, we Discord is trying to silence John. Uh, we don't gate any of our content, uh, but if you want to throw us, if you want to throw us a few dollars to help us get to events whenever they start back up uh, in, a, in a safe manner uh, to give you uh, all kinds of cool coverage, uh, we, we really appreciate that. Um, hopefully PAX East is a thing next year because we would love to, to, to be back there and be on panels again. Um, and uh of course uh <laughs> i love our chat of course uh as always um thank you to our two wonderful guests uh sarah and hannah thank you so much for joining us uh you're both great um and if no one hashtag free john i'm gonna get this trending uh if nobody has anything else uh remember kindness costs nothing 
and uh, also Final Fantasy VI, the greatest game of all time.